The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us on this post-Thanksgiving edition of the Masculine Journey radio show. So uh, we have a room full today. That's pretty awesome. There's five of us here today, and I, I'd like to think it's because we all want to see each other. Maybe it's just to get away from family and not eat turkey. <laughs> I really don't know which it is. Dennis, it's good a to have you back. Both. Good to be here. Yeah? You feeling better? I'm feeling better. Good, good. I had a little nice. bit of the uh, winter stuff going around here recently so it's been good to have the team back yeah uh, in the room today we have andy hey andy hey jim hi jim Hello. <laughs> robbie yes well, it's great to be here yeah, yeah by all means so we are continuing our journey on the pillars now if you don't know what we're talking about you haven't listened to us in probably at least I don't know, a quarter of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the ones I love are the binge listeners that go on the podcast, you know, and they've listened to like one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five, six. So they're, they're ready for you to r- rattle them off there, Sam. Oh, it, all it was, those pillars. I would, so I put the microphone in front of Andy because I thought he might want to, he might want to spout them off. Okay. I'm, I've missed well, more than anybody. Well, well, first let's talk about the, the, the concept of pillars. If you haven't been listening and this is your first show, you can always go back and listen to them. But a pillar, if you, if you build, a, a unit, a structure of any kind, you have to have a foundation that's strong under it, right? You know, you want to put, build your house on rock, not on sand, things like that. Well, your masculine journey is a foundational thing that you need to have a foundation under it for that long journey you have. And, and initially when we started this concept, it was what are those pillars? What's those foundational things that's underneath that journey that you have to have as actual stepping stones, you know, in that journey with God along the way and so we originally come up with you know what we thought were three of them and yeah faith was the first you know which is really foundational absolutely right you know faith then we had hope and then love and joy and joy right and we okay now we're done four yeah. pillars it's up yeah yeah it's four let's pillars. frame it in let's go yeah. yeah we're good to go we got the four corners right of it and those are all vitally important obviously and they are foundational in nature but there's a lot a lot of others that was we've talked about it as we've had a boot camp now we really realized there are more. And so from there, we went into, what were some of the other ones we had? Anyone? Andy, a, battle, a battle to fight, a, a venture to live, a beauty to rescue. Those are all very important and foundational for men. What else did we have? Dennis? Well, I thought before the show, I said earth, wind, and fire. I guess you said that was wrong. We didn't have any of those. A community, parts one and two. Yeah. We had it two pillars, a, of, or some one of the, and two parts. All the pillars, we could have had multiple parts, but we realized yeah. after we went back and looked at some topics that we didn't cover as many of the aspects as we wanted. And so we had, let's go back again, faith, hope, love, joy, battle to fight, adventure to live, beauty to rescue, community. Jim, can you think of one? We had the strategy one. That's right, right, a battle plan, having a battle plan against the enemy. We've also had sonship, the, the importance of learning how to be a son to the father. And then last week we had the conversational intimacy with God, right? Walking in unity, walking in um, that conversational relationship with him. And today's the second half of that pillar. And Jim, this was your idea. So you want to talk about where we're going with this part of the, the part of the pillar of conversational relationship with God? Well, it came to the 
end of that, and there was still plenty to say, and I listened to a Michael Card song that was talking about God's silence. So I was thinking, you know, what about when God isn't speaking or we can't hear him, as my wife corrected me. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> well, I actually would like to go to our first clip that really doesn't need anything to be set up, but I know that there are times, this has been my example, that I've lived, and I think we've all lived at some point when we've been out in prayer asking God something, and the response sounds a little like this. Do you like that little extra little hisp I got in there with that sound effect? <laughs> yeah, I did. I was kind of wondering what that was. And, you know, that was just 20 seconds there, but isn't that how it sounds sometimes, guys? You know, when you're out praying or you're, you're spending time praying, especially if you're outside praying, obviously you're going to hear crickets a little bit more than inside, hopefully. But doesn't it feel that way at times, Jim? It does. And immediately most of us turn to the, okay, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, God's silent because I'm sinning. And we go down deeper into the hole than we were already in because, you know, God's silent. Uh, but and there are other options. And there is truth in that, right? God is silent scripturally. It yes. talks about that, you know, um, if you haven't confessed your sins and he's not going to hear our prayers, right? So that is one filter we need to run it through. Is there unconfessed sin that we have? And, and as you said, there are other things as well. Dennis, I'd like to actually um, ask you a question about, you know, it, as a Christian, you know, growing up, you, you know, you hear this, I have these unconfessed sins, but what's another thing that can kind of get in the way of us hearing God? You know, what's something that you've experienced potentially of being able to uh, not be able to hear God. Well, I think a, I think a couple of things. One is one is uh, that I'm not listening yeah. very much. Now we had the crickets, and you may hear the crickets, but I'm I may not be really truly listening for God, and that happens a lot of times with me because I can't. I have a hard time shutting my mind down to a point of being able to hear and and getting still. I think another is getting in the way sometimes of. Uh, God speaking to us, and I, I can do this in personal relationships, is uh, I'll talk too much, and still, mm-hmm. which kind of goes counter to, or maybe with the listening, one or the other, there's not there's too much talking and not enough listening. Thank you. Uh, Robbie, I want to have you set up this next clip, because I really would love to get this in, and this is from Evan Almighty. You set it up, and we'll come back and talk about that aspect of it as well. Yeah, Evan has had a personal relationship with God, and you know, he has been hearing a lot from him on how to build this ark, if you've seen the movie, Evan Almighty. And, you know, he's grown the beard and he's got the Moses costume on, or the Manoah costume on. And all seems to be, you know, headed in the right direction. But the day it's supposed to actually flood, there's no clouds, there's no rain. And, of course, everybody's gathered and he looks a bit foolish. And this is the point where he would really like to hear from God or at least a little precipitation. The flood is imminent! Board the ark! Save yourselves! Listen to me! The time has come! No, Captain Ahab! Your time has come! (laughs) Yeah, Baxter, the weather's 70 and sunny with a chance of crazy! Thank <laughs> you. 
boat, sir. Give me a minute. Let's see if I can convince Noah that the world doesn't have to end today. I gotta hand it to you. This is quite the show. According to my source, the show hasn't even started yet. Still expecting the big flood. You know, voters don't respond to the gloom and doom stuff. They like a more positive message. Like the one you're sending with your bill? How much did you make off of all this land? You are destroying our national parks for profit. You have a problem with somebody taking a little profit? It's called business, son. So if I need to get a message out there, get a congressman elected, there are people who pay for it. And yes, those people want this bill to happen. And by God, it's going to happen. Now you look down there. Those are the wolves, son. I'm going to give you one last chance. Take down this boat. I'm giving you one last chance. Repent. Such a shame. You have possibilities. But you want to stop progress to save the Earth. Go for it. Good luck getting a tree to come to the poles. Take it down. This is a court order approving the demolition of this boat. Evacuate immediately. You have three minutes. gonna destroy the boat no it can't end this way is it too much to ask for a little precipitation <laughs> <laughs> oh wow now robbie you love that clip i do love that clip because you know a lot of us have had a, a time where we stepped out in faith we felt like god was going to be there this seemed like an absolutely, you know, glorious thing that was going to happen, and you end up standing out there looking a bit foolish, and you're you're waiting, 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 and it, it, you know I've been at a hard place, Sam, and you know mm-hmm. that a, a few years ago where, you know, someone very dear to me had attempted suicide, and and I was beyond sad over that, and. Then that night, just, you know, in a cl- complete Evan Almighty moment, you know, the, the heat didn't work in the house. My daughter had done all this stuff to move, and everything that could possibly go wrong in a day went wrong. And my normal procedure was to praise God every morning. And I was sitting there, and I said, nope, I'm not posing anymore. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not one bit thankful. I just want you to know it's freezing cold in here. And, I'm, and, I, and I was like, just like last week's clip, the gloves are off, God. <laughs> <laughs> You took my bird, you took my bush. (laughs) And here we are. It's exactly where I was. And all of a sudden, I started to picture the orderly that was in the hospital that helped this dear one next to me, you know, go through this and helped her with a blood gas test that I thought would have been, oh, just like the end of the world. And, And as I saw what was going on with the compassion of the time that he spent on that, and then I went, oh, she is alive. <laughs> and it was like the smoke started to clear, Sam. And I realized that, oh, yeah, God had been there in the midst of all that. And, and yeah, I may feel like a fool right this minute for all that. But what I really felt like a fool is I didn't see that God was so clearly there. And he so clearly came through in all that. I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. Um, the, the precipitation didn't seem to be there. But boy, was he there. I think that just brings up a lot of points that there's no, there's no formula, right? On, on why we think we're not hearing. Sometimes it's, you know, we do have unconfessed sin 
right? And we do need to approach that and say, okay, God, is there something there? Holy Spirit, prompt me in that. But, you know, there's other things. Sometimes it's our perspective, right? We, we, the fog's too heavy, as you talked about before the show. I can't really see through the fog of what's going on here, or I'm not listening. You know, even in the Evan Almighty clip, you know, God told him it, to build an ark. He didn't really, I think, follow up with a whole lot of questions about it. He just assumed it was rain. <laughs> I mean, there was this big assumption of, you know, God told him what to go do, and he went and did it, and in some levels, the conversation stopped, and that might be with God's silent, is we, conti- we don't continue that relational aspect of talking. Um, we're going to come back and talk about this more. There's a whole lot of other reasons on why God can appear to be silent in, in the midst of doing a lot of work in our lives, and speaking of doing work in our lives, we have a boot camp coming up, and that's April, what is 12th it? 12th through the 15th. 12th to 15th. Go register now, maskandjourneyradio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Boot Camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming in April the 12th through the 15th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register while you're thinking about it. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Now that can get confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we, uh, our friend Al, a friend of the show has been on show with us several times, actually recommended that clip. And, and and there's a clip we're going to go to here in a minute where the, the, the person thinks that there's unanswered prayers going on, but the reality, reality of it is they're, they're being answered. We just don't again, have eyes to see them. I think Garth Brooks may have had unanswered prayers because he had friends in low places. Oh, good you point. Know? Yeah. That was any other one t- of his problems. Any other time? He finally came around with that. <laughs> now, the other, the other bump in that we did talk about, which uh, won't you speak a little bit to that, uh, Dennis, because we didn't end up using it this time, but it was uh, from uh, Don Henley. Yeah, it was a Don Henley written song that the Eagles did uh, on their CD about 20 years ago. Well, it's been over 20 years ago now called Learn to Be Still. And really what he was talking about was how folks go through their lives rushing through everything that there is to do and trying to be somebody in this world. And then when everything comes crashing down, you know, where are you? And at the end of the song, he talks about there being a glimmer of hope. And I'm not sure he was talking about God necessarily in this case, but I certainly heard that when he said there was hope. We just have to learn to be still. And the thing that I heard that to me always goes back to that thought of be still and know that I'm God that sometimes we just got to slow it down and be still and listen for God. 
And we don't always do that. We don't take time away from even Christians. We get so caught up and we've got to do the next thing. We've got to do the next Christian thing or do the next project. We don't take time to listen. It's one of the great things about the boot camps, which I'm so sorry that I missed, was having that time away with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want you to set up this next clip here in a second, but it really kind of ties in both of those bump ends. Mm-hmm. You have this unanswered prayer portion, right? You think God's not answering prayers, and that's what's happening in this clip. But when she takes time to listen to God, she doesn't know it's God at the time. She thinks it's Al, Al, Almighty, right? Uh, the, the waiter. <laughs> but... Uh, when she takes time to listen, God is active. God is answering. So if you would go ahead and uh, play clip uh, number four that we have on there, which would be from uh, Evan Almighty. Oh, excuse me. Can I get a refill, please? Coming right up. Excuse me. Are you all right? Yeah. No. It's a long story. Well, I like stories. I'm considered a bit of a storyteller myself. My husband? Have you heard of New York's Noah? <laughs> the guy who's building the ark. That's him. I love that story. Noah and the ark. You know, a lot of people miss the point of that story. They think it's about God's wrath and anger. They love it when God gets angry. What is the story about then, the ark? Well, I think it's a love story about believing in each other. You know, the animals showed up in Paris. They stood by each other side by side, just like Noah and his family. Everybody entered the ark side by side. But my husband says God told him to do it. What do you do with that? Sounds like an opportunity. Let me ask you something. If someone prays for patience, you think God gives them patience? Or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? If they prayed for courage, does God give them courage, or does he give them opportunities to be courageous? If someone prayed for the family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings? Or does he give them opportunities to love each other? Well, I gotta run. A lot of people to serve. Enjoy. Now, Dennis, that was one of the clips that you'd picked. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about why you, you chose that clip and, and with this topic in mind. Well, I think that, uh, you know, we want the immediate gratification a lot of times. We want the immediate answer, you know. So it's, you know, I'm praying for this, so give me this. And by the way, you know, make it in green, you know. And we're, we're not seeing what what's going on around us. Morgan Freeman was playing God in this, in this uh, clip. And we also, you know, we're praying for precipitation and there's something else going on there. And that's the, as he said there, you know, sometimes we have to look a little further into what's going on. And I think about when my sister passed away this past summer, my sister had a lot of addiction problems, had some health problems. And uh, as, as you guys know, and we've talked about, I was going to graduate school and taking some classes to do addictions counseling and have, have really struggled with, am I going to continue to do that or not? And since that time, God has given me some different opportunities to really kind of reach out to others who may be struggling with that. He's given me opportunities to love my family well, which didn't exist as much before Lisa passed away this past summer, my brother, my parents. So he's given 
healing and and we can talk about what Robbie said too when I was saying I you know I prayed for healing and we didn't get it you know we didn't get it for Lisa well two things happened number one she was healed maybe not in the way that we thought that she would be and also there's healing taking place after her passing away so our prayers have been answered and we've been given opportunities it just wasn't always it's not always what you expect it to be or not always the quickie it's that you have to kind of go and see what else God has in mind and that takes some time yeah it does and you get back to that point of are there truly unanswered prayers Jim well and the true answer to that is no right and we've all heard the sermon and I won't go into it you know there's yes no, or not yet, wait, are the answers you get for all prayers. But that's kind of, it doesn't help when you're sitting here, well, I've got this opportunity, that opportunity, which one do you want me to do, God? And nothing. Mm-hmm. And one of the the story that I actually sort of got this morning out of out of a dream was on the playground. Now, when we're babies, mom nurses us, we're getting attention all the time. And when that works for baby Christians. But when we're more mature, you go to the playground. Do you, does mom or dad say, okay, first I want you to go get on the slide. Then after you do that, and be careful at the bottom. After you do that, go to the monkey bars, but don't swing because you might fall down, blah, blah, blah. Or do you let your child go play and mm-hmm. pick what they want to do? And so often, I mean, God has narrow the narrow path. But he also wants us to be free. And part of that freedom is making decisions without feeling like, oh, I can't use this toilet paper or that toilet paper without God's approval. That's not how he works. Yeah. God says just pick one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think that's a valid point, too. I think there's definitely times that God answers us clearly. But that sometimes I think God just wants to love us through whatever choices that we're making. You know, as long as they're not against things in the Bible and, you know, I'm not making choices. I don't think God's going to, you know, be encouraging me to go, you know, have an affair or something like that. No, that's not the case. But, you know, God just wants to walk with us through a lot of these life experiences. I love the example you made of Monty Hall that sometimes <laughs> I think it was Andy, but yeah, Andy, yeah. Andy, share the Monty Hall experience. Cause I well, think that's part of the reason sometimes it was too easy. Just, you know, you got curtain number one, two or three and you ask Carol, you know, which, you know, which one, uh, you ask your uh, contestant, which one and Carol go open the, the, uh, the curtain for each one. It's those options that we have. And we, we, we came, we come with a uh, preconceived idea of these are the only options and not considering that God has uh, curtain four, five, six, or, <laughs> or something. So which one? It should one. it be this one or this one? And, right, right. Yeah. 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 What's yeah. behind curtain number one? Well, David didn't go to God. You know, back to you, Robbie, you can talk about mm-hmm. this. But David didn't go to God against the Philistines and say, do we do it this way or do we do it that mm-hmm. way? You know, how did he approach God? Now, and I think as men... You know, I think C.S. Lewis, we have a tendency to be men without chess. We don't live from our heart. We live from our head because that's the strategist. And the strategist is always strategizing. And so we've got a way that we're going to go do this. And we don't necessarily check with God. But David did when he faced the Philistines twice. The story, the first time it said, go right straight up against them and you're going to you're going to prevail. And so he let God be the strategist and off he went. The, 
the amazing thing about that story was that he didn't repeat it because if it had been me and that strategy had won, I'm all right. I know now, God, mm-hmm. you've showed me how it's done. I'm gonna, I'm going to take off. No, a second time, he paused, like Dennis said, and he was still and said, "Okay, God, what's the strategy this time?" And didn't give God two options. And God said, "This time, I want you to come up through the balsams, and when you hear him walking through the leaves, you know, then you get, then you can come upon him." And, and again, turning off the strategist is one of the challenges from my standpoint in, in being able to hear God because the strategist in my life is running all the time. We're winding down. We have a couple of minutes left. I want to go ahead and try to get this last clip in. It's a little over a minute, and we'll come back and talk about it, but it's from Rudy, and Rudy's been spending his time trying to get into Notre Dame in the, in the movie Rudy, and he's been doing everything he can at the coaching of the priest, and it's just not working out. And We're going to pick up the conversation when Rudy's saying, why isn't God answering my prayers? Taking your appeal to a higher court. I'm desperate. If I don't get in next semester, it's over, done. Notre Dame doesn't accept senior transfers. Well, did a hell of a job, kid. Chasing down your dream. I don't care what kind of job I did. If it doesn't produce results, it doesn't mean anything. I think you'll discover that it will. Maybe I haven't prayed enough. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the problem. Praying is something we do in our time. The answer's come in God's time. Have I done everything I possibly can? Can you help me? Son, in 35 years of religious studies, I've come up with only two hard, incontrovertible facts. There is a God and... I'm not him. <laughs> now, De- <laughs> now, Dennis, you picked that clip as well. And so yeah. the, the point there, go ahead and articulate, you know, what you Well, were. there you have it in a nutshell. Exactly. You know, it's God's timing. And I believe that there is a God and I talk to him, but I'm not him. So I don't know what his timing is going to be. As we saw, if you've ever seen Rudy, as we saw with him, God's timing was perfect because all Rudy's dreams came true, but they came true in God's time. Right, and they were not in the way he thought they would be. Exactly. You know, and I think a lot of as we talk about and we're winding down from the show is it can be unconfessed sin, right? So you might want to start there and just say, Holy Spirit, help me understand. Is this really me getting in the way? Have I not prayed enough? Have I listened well enough? Right? Have I came to you with my own options or gave room for you to give me options? You know, all the things that we've talked about here can appear to be God being silent. But I promise you, God isn't silent. He's there. He's listening. He's active. And he's waiting on you to continue the journey with him. We'll see you next week.